What's going on, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Marking Our Territory with the Big Dogs, a sports podcast. I'm your host, Garrett Gartino, and across the computer, my best friend and my co-host, Zachary Zrands. What's going on, dude? Welcome back. I just realized I, I said my best friend, not one of my best friends, so there's going to be some people a little bit butthurt about that. Stepping up that one-time-a-month podcast. Yeah, well, we're, we're a little bit behind. We're, we're trying to mix and match, make things a little bit better for you guys, and life happened to catch up to us. But for the first time in 14 years, Tiger Woods is wearing the green jacket again, and life is good. Life is back to where it should be. I mean, that, that was the most electric Sunday of golf that I've seen in, I mean, I, don't, I can't remember the last time that I was that in tune to a golf tournament, obviously. And I'm, I mean, it wasn't just you. Literally, everybody was watching that. If you were on Twitter, it was like 100% of the tweets were about Tiger. Every Like, everyone was watching it. It was so cool because so historic. Just the way he did it, man. Just took charge on Sunday, came from behind. Everyone just did the classic, just fall out of Tiger's way. That, that was probably the storyline that I liked to watch most about it was I texted you probably around like the 13th or 14th hole and I was like, Tiger's going to have to make a choice here because he was playing super conservatively. I was like, he's going to have to either hope that the rest of the field continues to fall off, which they did, or he's going to have to pull the trigger and try and make a big jump. And you know what? Like the entire round, he just, he, it seemed like he couldn't miss. And, you know. And that 12th hole, that 12th hole got Kepka. It got Molinari, that par three where they both hit it in the water. It was, and Tiger just played it so safe, hit it way far away from the flag, got a par. Molinari got a double. And I mean, when it came down to it at the end of the day, Tiger won by one stroke. That's one golf shot over four days. Yeah, that that was so scary, was watching him go on to 18, knowing that he had room for a bogey, but... Also, I was just like, I was dreading the idea of having to like send it into a playoff. And he, he went for the bogey too. Like, Yeah, you could tell that. The two, two safe putts, you know, just enough to get him there. Um, it, was, it was kind of like a wild Sunday altogether because the entire week leading up, obviously you got a ton of hype around the Masters. You got a ton of hype around Game of Thrones. And like you said, it was like for however many hours that round went on it just like the world stopped and everybody was watching the masters yeah and it was crazy because it was early in the day usually that's late at night like later in the afternoon it was 11 a.m you're sitting there glued to your tv because he's making that charge like the the 12th hole was so epic that the 16th hole the par three where he almost gets a hole in one like everything about it was just he was just playing like the tiger that you remember like he couldn't make a mistake and just everyone else made a mistake around him and the i think maybe the biggest difference from not that i really remember the last time that tiger was winning majors but the biggest difference from back then to now was that he was just so stoic the entire time you could you could see i don't know if it was the nerves or if it was him just trying to keep his head in the game but there was very very little like emotion coming out of him the only time that you saw him like show anything was like the nice little club flip that he would do when he loved a shot yeah the most emotion i would i would say is when he would just he was killing his drives he would swing 
not even looked at, look at the ball. He would just go grab his tee and just walk right off because he knew it was perfectly right down the fairway. It is crazy, man. Just to like to think about the way that he's had to fight back for so long. You know, we've seen him get into better playing shape, into contention over the last year or so, but just the perfect storm. And it's not like the players around him didn't perform. I mean, how many players did we have under 10 under? I think it was seven or eight. So there's three people tied at minus 12, DJ, Xander Shoffley, Brooks Kepka, four people at minus 11, and three people at minus 10. So that, I mean, that's a big group to be in contention on the final day. And especially when you consider that Molinari and Finau were storming through Saturday. Yeah, people were able to take advantage of the course. You got a little bit of that rain. It softened it up, and people were able to just make their shots. Like, I was hearing that there's, like, basically, I mean, you watch it, there's no rough. No, it was so beautiful. It's, it's the perfect course. They had, like, such great camera angles, like tigers on the green, and they're looking at them behind, like, two oak trees and a beautiful flower bush. Did you see circulating on Twitter? There was like a few people that had like a master's drinking game going on where it was like, take a sip of this, take a shot for this, or like finish your drink for that. One of them I saw was like, take a sip of your drink every time you hear a bird chirp. And I was like, bro, there's literally not a single screen where the birds aren't chirping. You'd be fucking drinking the entire time. Do you know that the, the bird noises are fake? I so I did hear that. Do you really think they pipe those in? Yeah, I I saw this other thing too about the Masters. Like in the seventies, the Masters like Country Club, Augusta, Augusta, the Augusta Country Club, like made all these rules and they gave them to like the TV broadcast of like all these things that just make it seem so like classy and like pristine, like more than it is. They like. The way they have to refer to like the course, like the little the water hazards and all this stuff, they, they're like you can't talk about the the winner's purse and all of these things. And you're like, Masters is like super. Uh, I don't know. Like they they try and be a little more exclusive and high class than they are. They really just like don't let like black or women, black people or women into the <laughs> black or women's. <laughs> I I kind of like I I want to believe that. Augusta is just kind of like its own country. It, you know, it's really not that far exactly, from Exactly, like they just run, they just are ran by They're themselves. independent of everything else. They're just, they have their own rules, their, their own entrance and, you know, exit and everything around them is just like null and void. No one, no one cares what's going on outside of Augusta. They have the cheapest Augusta. food of any sporting event, but they Did, have the most expensive pro shop. Uh, Riggs at Barstool, he... He always tells this story about how when he was covering the Masters last year, he, he walked up to somebody and he was like, hey, hey, man, do you know what time it is? And the guy had a watch on and he, and he looks right at him and he goes, time stands still at Augusta. <laughs> and it's just like, he's like, yeah, but can you actually tell me, like, is it 2.30? I, I have a plane to catch. But that, that's, I mean, that's what I want to believe is that Augusta just kind of operates on its own schedule. It does its Dude, own it, thing. it does. It has that mystique, and that's really what makes the Masters so awesome. You get that green jacket. Everything about it is just super mysterious and awesome. Is it no bad, one can play there. Is it bad that a part of me, like, kind of wishes that Tiger would just, like, ride off into the sunset now? I, I mean, that'd be an awesome story, but 
you win a Masters, you definitely got some good golf in you. Like, there's some old dudes out there that still get it done. How old is Phil? He's 47, 48? He's, he's older than Tiger. Yeah, I mean, Tiger's 43. He's the oldest, no, the second oldest Masters champion behind Nicholas and... Second in, mas- in major wins behind him, too. And he's also, it was the longest gap between, was it just Masters victories or major victories? Major victories. So that, I mean, that was insane. Just everything about it. I, I loved it. And what, what's the next major? The uh, Open, I think. The U.S. Open. And are we at Pebble there's, this year? There's a, major, there's a major at Pebble Beach this year, which like Tiger used to murder Dominate, people yeah. at. So there's, there's a chance that something happens this year. I think another, like two other highlights from the weekend. One was that pink shirt that he was wearing. When he had his nipples out in full force, he was completely fucking alphaing the rest of the field. It was insane. Yes. He killed it. His out, like, just everything, like, man, everything was just so great. And then when he takes his hat off, he's balding. So you're like, Tiger yeah, is a human. Like, t- Tiger's, he's got the mystique back and he's and he's got the human factor back. So he's a winner all around. Like, no, he's on top of everything right now. Bro, my cat just puked in the middle of this podcast. It's the second time that that's happened where I just have to, like, look over and watch her <laughs> puke. And there's nothing I can do about it because I'm recording, like... Whatever. She probably looked right, looked at you like the uh, the dragon in Game of Thrones, just stared you right in the eyes as you were again intimate on the podcast and puked. Ugh. So th- then the other, the uh, back to the alpha thing before I hit my other highlight. At the end of the round, when they had everybody coming into the clubhouse and they were interviewing them, it was so cool to see like Dustin Johnson and Xander Shoffley, all of them just saying like. Man, I was feeding off the course, but it was weird knowing that everyone cheering was cheering for Tiger. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they come into the course to do their little post round interview, and they were all just saying they're like, "It's Tiger's day." I, I had, I played a great round, but it's just not going to be enough because you, you, that Tiger factor is just going so strong. And then the other thing was when they were sitting down and having the whole green jacket conversation. Uh, with Patrick Reed sitting there, Patrick Reed probably did the worst he could do for himself. When everyone was talking, he was just sitting there nodding. And that's like the sign of someone that's super anxious. Like he just, he didn't know what to do with himself. Yeah, he didn't want to be there. He he already did his thing, got the master's dinner. Weekend was all about Tiger. He knew that. And it almost ended when he got taken out by what? Who, who this, was it? Was it a, a camera sec, guy? A security, a core security guy was trying to keep people away from him and slips on the pine needles and slide tackled Tiger right in the ankle. Almost and Tiger skipping around. Tiger Tiger may have like little played that up a little bit. But he got he got clipped. He definitely got slide tackled into. And, and he got the ratings. I mean that's that's what the like, PGA wanted. No one saw that guy after that happened. What do you think happened to him? Oh, he definitely lost his job. And I mean, like, again, if Augusta is like its own island, if if it's its own island or its own country, I mean, he got exiled and could have been sentenced to death. Possible. So I think now the debate is, or maybe the debate is settled, Tiger's back. That was the probably one of the strongest in recent memory. So back. And that, I mean, 
my boss, he texted me right afterwards. He goes, I'm not excited to hear all of the, all of the topics of is tiger back or whatnot. And it's just like, I, I just texted him back. I'm like, tiger is back. Yeah. There, there's no debate. confirmed back. So that l- leads us into our favorite segment, top three, bottom three. This week, we're going to go over the top three, bottom three of debates. Because, I mean, we had one that was just completely settled, so... We're right, gonna, you can't ask anymore. You can't, yeah, you can't ask that. He, he, he came back, was fully back, debate's over. But we got some other debates that we love debating, which you could debate any time of the week, any day. I'll, I'll cape up for, and then some that, if you get into that debate, you're kicking yourself. Yeah, it's just, it's some of them, I feel like I should just go out there and say that one of the bottom debates is any debate with your significant other. I just, I don't, I don't ever want to do that because after like 30 minutes of debating, you're sitting there, you don't remember what you were fighting about to begin with. And it's also like, well, this really doesn't have any relevance to anything. Like we're going to be fine by the end of the night. So why did we get into this, this clusterfuck? I wonder what you're considering, like what a debate is considered to you. You said debate, then you instantly said fighting. So, well, they go hand in hand. I mean, you know, that's why, that's why you're not bringing them up. Exactly. All right. So do you want to go with the top or the bottom first? Let's do the bottom. Debates right, you that you hate to get into. All right. You lead us off. All right, I'll just take the like lowest hanging fruit, a political debate. Yeah. The they, worst. They come up so – I mean usually it just comes up every once, once every four years or you're debating some sort of <clears throat> like who's worse, like a, the drug addict or the drug dealer. Or the, the libs versus the snowflakes. Yeah. Those are the same people. I mean, <laughs> six of one, half dozen of the other. Exactly. We hate them all. Um, but just a political debate, like, it, 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 it just, like, debates aren't meant to, like, just separate you so hard about one thing, and that's what political debates end up doing. So, uh, I, I got to say, though, watching some of the debates in the most recent election, just l- watching Trump talk circles around people was kind of entertaining. I could, you could barely call what he was doing a debate. Well, that, that's the point. So he, he made it at least – he made it good television. So my my bottom ones, they're a little bit weird. I'll, the first one I'm going to go with is any Twitter brigade fight where if you have people just going in on a single topic, there's never any winners. It's just a, people just talking in circles. I had, a, I had a Twitter debates on my bottom as well. Uh, it's just something you can't – get a full debate going because you can only just hit on one point because you're just trying to make a tweet. You're not trying to sit there for 20 minutes thinking up your perfect 280 character debate tweet. And, and then, when, then when you use the whole, thread, it's the worst. If you use the whole amount of characters, you feel like a fucking asshole. Speaking of Twitter threads, I sent you the one over the weekend for anyone that didn't see it. There was a guy that I think he was from Morocco saying how anybody that watches Star Wars is is immediately poor as fuck and also doesn't get ladies. So if you want to look him up, it's Mr. Plenty at of Wudan, W-U-D-A-N. That was one of the top top threads there's a lot of good threads out there right now with uh like celebrities looking like everyday items yeah he he kind of looked like a mr 305 worldwide pistol yeah this guy was like yeah one of those uh wolf of wall street baller types twitter cobratate.com yep i don't know what that meant yeah you never ended up looking at it didn't 
All right, what's your what's your next my next bottom, my second bottom? All right, I'm gonna go with something that's a little more. Uh, ooh. All right, I got I got two then. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do the uh, unanimous Hall of Famer debate. That's a new one, but yeah, it's hot in the new. streets. And it's gonna come up every year now because I mean, if Jeter is the standard, there's there's going to be other people that are probably just as worthy as he was. And I, I agree. That's gonna. Did it Mariano get it too? Oh yeah, Mariano. I meant Jeter's next year. My yeah. bad. Mariano's Mariano this year and Jeter's next year. That is my bad. So that's a that's a real hot debate. Like you got to keep baseball somewhat relevant, and that's a real good way to debate if someone's worthwhile. I think that it's. I mean, there's a difference between a unanimous Hall of Famer and a Hall of Famer. I think that that like is, a no doubter. That yeah. I think that if someone's a no-doubter, they should be a unanimous Hall of Famer, but some people don't vote that way. Right. Which is what we were worried about with Mariano, the one guy that said he wasn't going to yeah. do Oh, it, you're a reliever. You don't deserve to go into the first ballot type shit. So that's why so, it's a bottom because I'm on the other side of the debate. So I have another one for baseball. I, my second bottom is whether or not players that took steroids should be in the Hall of Fame. That one's just getting so old. Sorry, I had to take a sip of water right there. Parched. I Yeah, I mean, it's just, in my eyes, steroids did great things for baseball. I think nowadays, maybe, you know, I, I don't think I would care if they legalized it altogether, but I don't like people getting caught. But, I mean, if you look at the Sammy Sosas, the Barry Bonds, Mark McGuire's, and it's just Roger Clemens, all these players, like, there's no doubt that they took steroids, but... It doesn't mean that you're better at playing. I, the I game don't. Itself. I definitely don't think that them doing steroids should keep them out of the Hall of Fame. But do you? But do you have a debate that you do have for steroids? I, I mean, if the baseball debate is 100 percent about the numbers, that's like not right because not 100 percent of like guys that are in the Hall of Fame got in because of numbers. Right. That's true. So if like, if that's the case, then they should just be on Hall of Fame for. Super, being super noteworthy and popular to the game. Very true. So that, like, that, yeah. that's one that I think is it's overblown. And, you know, we're going to see that again with we have Andy Pettit and Alex Rodriguez who are going to be up for the Hall of Fame here in the next couple of years. And they're both guys that are admitted steroid users. Like but, Alex Rodriguez should be a no doubter unanimous Hall of Famer for his contributions to baseball. Him, him at, even at this point as an yeah. announcer – He's a genius, he, and he was the best Cork. shortstop in baseball, even when he wasn't a shortstop. Yep. So give me your number one. This one is probably the debate that might separate people even harder than political debates. It's what, what is a catch in the NFL? <laughs> I I like I don't hate that debate. I just hate. The fact that it gets solved by referees. Well, that, that's why I hate the debate. I mean, you love the debate in real time because you're rooting for the guy that caught it. Your boy right next to you is like, no, he didn't catch it. And it's a great debate to have. And then you think you're right. And then the referee comes and says some bullshit like, oh, that's not a catch. That's actually a touchback. Yeah, stupid. Like, just, just shit where it seems obvious and it's not obvious. So... I feel like kind of similar to that one, the one that's like a little bit more referee driven is like, was that too early of a stoppage in like 
boxing and MMA mm. and stuff. That's one that is super prevalent on Twitter where uh, I, we saw it with TJ Dillashaw and Henry Cejudo. It was like a 30-second knockout, but Dillashaw said that he was fine the entire time. So, yeah, so. yeah, that Ben Askren. And then then you got that fight recently in the last one, uh, Gasselman against Gastelum. the— Gasolum. He— you could have maybe it went a little too long. I think that in that in that sport, you got to go hold the whistle as long as you possibly can. Yeah, which is it's kind of counterintuitive because when a guy goes limp, that's the last thing you want. But I agree, you, they're they're out there. They know what they're getting themselves into. So my number one bottom. This is a very easy one. Something that doesn't need much explanation. What to have for dinner? Oh. <laughs> Nice. Like, I mean, I hate sitting there debating with myself what I want for dinner, whether I want to cook, whether I want to go out, whether I want to try and be like a little bit healthy. It just, you, you, you waste so much time debating that on a daily basis. It is because it, it's a debate that comes up multiple times a day, if not, like every day, if not multiple times a day. Right. Because you you're like, what am I going to have for breakfast? What am I going to have for lunch? Yep. I, I hate that. All right, so let's let's brighten it up. We'll go up to the the top. You can go first if you want. All right, my uh, my number three I'll do, not my number one. Uh, this one's another one. Is Joe Flacco elite? Oh, that's a great one because it's a debate that you can just. I mean, it comes another one just comes up every year. He's he won got a Super his, Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl, and he's got his chance to prove it now with a new team. And he's made money. He's got to be elite with the money that he's made. That's just. That, and that's like a great like trolling debate. Like but if there's 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 like some on Twitter, like you could, there is that's a thing because there is legitimacy, and it's like just a great Ravens debate too because you could bring up a lot of Ravens quarterback in that elite. But you category. have to put hashtag elite. It can't just be is Joe Flacco like regularly elite. He is he hashtag elite on the internet. All right, so so I, mine kind of falls in line with that. It's cross sport and cross generation sport debates okay that's one of mine now i don't have a third so i'm just gonna (laughs) piggyback off yours i have athletes playing other sports and in parentheses i have lebron james and tim tebow (laughs) i mean that's not exactly what mine is mine's like who's better babe ruth or barry bonds or and then were you also talking about like michael phelps versus tiger woods yeah exactly you're like yeah who's who's the all-time athlete is it michael phelps because he's so decorated those are just great because the person arguing their side will always win in right, theory you don't have anything bad to say there, about yeah. either of them there's no way to lose that debate and <laughs> so well then mine like i guess similarly but not too similar lebron james he could definitely be the tight end for the cleveland browns or i guess now for the los angeles rams yeah that's a, definitely the Definitely a good debate because you're like, oh, Mike Trout, put Mike Trout in some pads. He's a great running back. No, you can't say no. Like, who says no because you've never seen it? Yep, and you, you just he's – he's a freak athlete. Yep. That's, that's what it always comes down to. You just call people freak athletes. Extraterrestrials. So, all right. So my number one, then I'll go ahead and finish it off, is the could Alabama beat blank? Oh, that – I mean, a tradition like any other. So it used to be the Browns. Now, unfortunately, I feel like it's going to be the Giants this season. But uh, 
I always like seeing. Or I mean, I guess Clemson fits in there too because Clemson's yeah, it's, it's like himself. could blank could blank college team beat blank pro team. I, I for the record, I always go on the record as saying no, they couldn't. But I think that you can make the debate. <laughs> you definitely make the debate because of how dominant one team is in their respective uh, season, as and opposed to how horrible that the professional team is. You, you got kids buying into Dabo Sweeney no, and, and uh, just one game, just one game. Who says no? Exactly. Okay, so my my number one, I'll, I'll give a uh, for college or for anything, I'll give an honorable mention of is blank back. The is who back debate is the U back is was Texas Tiger. back yeah is Texas back Notre Dame yeah is anyone back yep. so that's just a great debate that's an honorable mention so my number one the one that probably has the most legitimacy right now is the MJ LeBron debate <laughs> it's funny because it I to wanted be to put there. that in my bottom it's 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 similar along the lines of the goat debate who's the goat. If it's funny because I don't know if it's because he's in LA or if it's because he's had such a shitty season, but I feel like now you have to kind of throw Kobe into the discussion because if Kobe succeeded in LA but LeBron can't, I mean, see, I like that. Then you add, you add, there's a Kobe stands. I think that this year, like last year when LeBron was on the Cavs, it was almost like swinging towards LeBron being the goat. And now this year that he had a shitty year and didn't make the playoffs, like oh MJ MJ couldn't miss the playoffs. Not my, not, I'm willing, not my goat. I'm willing to write off this year for LeBron. I'll just erase it from my memory and forget that it ever happened. But if it happens again next year, there's not a chance you'll catch me ever calling him the goat. Okay, see, I like how you say that, but I think he's already the goat because this era is just better than any other era. I'm I'm a stan of the current that's another good debate which era was uh had better players the three-point shooters or the the hard knock style of the 90s 80s and 90s i mean in, in any deport i mean that's the cross-generational debate i guess i already had that but i just love that debate too but, all right so i i don't think i had the only other honorable mention i had is for my bottom i had a fight is fighting in hockey a good thing like yes fighting in hockey is a good thing on the uh yeah on the bottom i had debate talk shows with talking heads yeah i mean well that's another one i was going to put any debate show on espn because they all just regurgitate the same thing over and over again i'd much rather hear us talk about it than shout them. out around the horn though been an around the horn fan for a long time stopped really I liked watching it back it in the day back in the day i mean everyone was watching it back in the day tim what's his name kalashaw tim kalashaw that was your guy yeah i mean i i lived for whatever he would change his chalkboard to in between oh you're talking about woody page oh woody page you're right i mean they're still all on the show which is wild but yeah what everyone's guy was woody because he had the chalkboard and he was pretty clever tony reale hell of a host hell of a show did tony reale did didn't he win a game show on espn to get that job I don't know, but I remember the game show back in the day, Stump the Schwab on ESPN. That was a fire show, too. That That's a little bit of like our uh, inspiration for the Marking Our Territory trivia. Yep. Yep. So, all right, what do we got right, next? So NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. We'll get into the NBA first. That, I'm surprised that we're only one game deep into all of these series. What I think that the NBA, before we get into like the matchups, that the first round should go back to five games. Yep, the that's seven, a little bit of a regurgitated take. 
Yeah, I mean, it's 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 almost a debate that's out there, but that comes around every year because the first round, not that many upsets, and we can get on with it. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm not a longtime NBA fan, so I you know I I much prefer the NHL playoffs, which I don't think most of the United States is there with me, but I just think that there's not enough excitement for the first round to be seven games in the NBA. Yeah, and I mean, I can agree with that because the the matchups aren't as close, but I mean, this this playoffs has started off with a couple upsets. The Nets have beat the 76ers. The 76ers just haven't even really looked like a team the whole year. And beats hurt. Ben Simmons sucks. Jimmy Butler tore apart that locker room. Yeah, Embiid's out there acting like a child, looking at texts on the bench with the bench coach. So did you see what that Amir Johnson, who had the phone in his hand, Joel said that he was looking at the phone because Amir Johnson's daughter was sick and they were making sure she was okay. That's such a lie. That's uh, the softest lie just because, like, how are you going to get mad at a dad for checking on his daughter? But. Another thing about Amir Johnson, he's 31 years old or 32 years old. He got drafted in 2005 or something like something ridiculous like that. I can't even do that kind of math. That's 14 years. So I can't be. He's got to be 32. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure that I saw that rolling around on Twitter. He's 32 years old, got drafted in 05 or 06. That's insane. Bet. So that that one, Brooklyn's up one nothing. Um, I think that that could be a good series, D'Angelo Russell. You were talking about the matchups not being too close. We have Milwaukee up on Detroit one zero. They won one hundred and twenty one to eighty six in the first game. And you and I were looking to get a little wet the beat going on for some NBA playoffs. And I saw that Detroit was plus twelve hundred underdogs. And even if they get swept, I'm like halfway tempted to put some money on every single game hoping because if you hit one, you're getting paid out and then some. I think that we should hammer the Milwaukee line, whatever it is, and there's fifteen in the first game and whatever destroyed. They're winning by almost fifty points at some times. So that, that'll be one to keep an eye on. Uh, Milwaukee, they could steamroll the East. I've got them going to the NBA Finals. Uh, you had another upset in the East. The Magic take game one from the Raptors. They got Kawhi only playing 30 minutes. So I don't really know what's going on in there. Kyle Lowry patentedly sucks in the playoffs. So it's definitely a different game. he's got that fat boy body. Definitely a different game in the uh, NBA playoffs. A little more slowed down. And when you got guys like you got guys like D'Angelo Russell who are big time players, Dimwitty, Levert, like they got some real ballers over on uh, Brooklyn. So that'll definitely be a series when Philadelphia's really only got Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. I like how we like JJ we went from one series to the other and then back to that one. So Magic have a couple of ballers. They got I mean Aaron Gordon, Aaron Gordon, Vucevic, um, Jonathan Isaac's hurt. Jonathan Isaac played a hell of a game. Uh, DJ Augustine, he's like a pretty clutch player, and that's what it comes down to in the playoffs. Uh, you were saying how it's a different game. The only team in the NBA that I think it, every, they take every game as the same as the last is the San Antonio Spurs. It is amazing how Popovich is able to just create the same exact product on the court every single year, regardless of who's on his roster. He has a, he's, I mean, one of the greatest coaches of all time. He has his team ready every single year. They're never tired. They're never overworked. They're just 
a fucking squad. I'm hoping that Denver comes back in that series, obviously. I think they still have plenty <clears> of chance, you know. Game one, they have a relatively young team. They'll find their groove. Yeah. it. I mean, I don't know how much Pop changes his defensive plan, but it seemed like he, he was letting uh, Jokic do his thing, but kind of stomp at everybody else. So we'll see if other people like Jamal Murray can step up and they can take a couple games because they are the number two seed in the West. So it's a 7-2. Spurs are up one. The uh, the three the other three series in the West, I don't really think there's much to talk about. Golden State, they're going to beat Los Angeles. Houston, I'm pretty sure they're going to beat Utah. You know, I like saying that defense wins championships, but just something tells me that there's no way that Utah takes out James Harden. I don't know if and, you saw Ricky Rubio's defense on Harden. They're like, we're going to stop Harden from going to his left. So he just literally stood like on the side of him. So he, they gave Harden an open lane every single time. Ricky Rubio, dude, he he's got to be like one of the most over overhyped prospects in the last decade, right? Uh, I mean, yeah, he had a lot of hype, but probably not too overhyped. Everyone knew he was a small Spaniard, but he's got game. I mean, he's he's turned himself into a fine NBA player. Uh, another point guard who's just absolutely a baller is Kyrie. Kyrie's gonna have to put the Celtics on his back with Marcus Smart hurt. Uh, Jason Tatum kind of kind of plays a little better. Do we the, see the Gordon Hayward coming out party now because Marcus Smart is hurt? I think that he he might play a little more of that effort guy. So you you might be able to see a little more Gordon Hayward play that white guy, uh, just effort role. They're playing the Pacers who lost Oladipo. They're just a team that tries a little hard. I saw that they got Tyreek Evans out there, so you can't really expect them to do too much. I mean, that was the worst game of the playoffs so far. What, what, it was like an 86-75 game. 84-74. Every other game's in the hundreds. Uh, the, then you got over in the West again. That last uh, series is Russ first Dame Lillard. Real exciting. Blazers are the three seed. They took the win. They were swept in their last two playoff series. So seems like they're maybe able to play up to a little more of the competition level in the playoffs of that different kind of game. No, uh, no sighting of playoff P in the first game. Playoff P apparently couldn't lift his arm up the day before the game, like a like a, a war veteran couldn't even lift his arms up. He was. It's funny because like throughout the season, at different points, we had the James Harden, Giannis, and then also Paul George MVP debate. He really fell off a cliff the last quarter of the season. Paul he, Paul George has been it been hurt. I mean. He, they're a little less like talked about in OKC, so you, you kind of just see Russ putting up those triple doubles, and Paul George could fly under the radar, and even with an injury, flew under the radar. I didn't even know he was really hurt going into the playoffs. Oh, I'd like to see Oklahoma City go far, especially just like they've got a pretty likable group, but it's it's just not a basketball town. So I yeah, guess maybe uh, the uh, NBA. Uh, would I guess we got to mention the uh, the Warriors are probably going to sweep the Clippers. So. And do you want to make any predictions about this, or do you want to just wait, let it unfold, and then we'll start talking once you get close to the conference finals? Yeah, we'll let it unfold. Okay. Got a lot of games. NBA playoffs, they're moving a little bit slow. NHL playoffs, on the other hand, we're already three games deep for most of these series. Uh, I know that most of you guys aren't watching, so we're going to give it to you hard. We're going to give it to you fast. Quick NHL power play for you. So, you ready for this? I'm so ready. I, I mean, I need it. I need this just as much as everyone else. So,
All right, let's get into it. NHL playoffs. Seating still sucks. Tampa Bay Lightning playoff pretenders. Down 3-0 to Columbus. Wow. Nikita Kucherov. Regular season stud. Postseason dud. Mm. New York Islanders. On the verge of sweeping Pittsburgh. Trying to have home ice in two boroughs. Did you hear about that? How they're playing half they're playing the first series on Long Island, the second series in Brooklyn. Where do they normally play? Both. That's the ridiculous. They play half their games at the Coliseum and half their games at the Barclays Center. Then that's fire. I don't know how how that works, but <laughs> all right. Sidney Crosby, zero points. Game passed him by. Pansy boy. Washington Capitals. Still a wagon. I was literally about to say wagons. I was going to cut you off. He's, I mean, they're so good. I, on my other podcast, we had a question come in about if Vladimir Putin was to recall all Russian players, what team would be the most fucked? And it would definitely be the Washington Capitals. So Wagons. Wagons. Nashville and Dallas. Bad hockey colors. Mm. <laughs> mm. Vegas, San Jose. Tons of scoring. On too late for anyone to watch. I caught that game at a bar like late late at night, so I feel that. <laughs> These beepers are taking way too long to go through. I don't know what's going on with my phone, so I'm sorry, everyone, if this is a, a long power play. This is more like a, a, a double minor, a four-minute power play. For a major. Calgary Flames. Still undersized. St. Louis, Winnipeg. I've got nothing. (laughs) Last one. If no one is watching, is there really an NHL playoffs? Nobody knows. All right. That was a hell of a power play. It was definitely a, definitely might have been a five minute major, but yeah, that that was a little bit longer. But I'll have to figure out why my phone didn't didn't like me so much that time. So, all right, we're gonna we're gonna introduce a new segment. This one can be nice and fast. We'll we'll go over. We're gonna call it the Marking Hour Territory Dog Pound, and essentially we're just gonna we're gonna throw someone in. into the dog pound. Like, yeah, this week, like who who are we hating on? And you're and, gonna get roughed up a bit in the dog pound by the big dogs. And then oof, we'd love oof. to see everybody hating on them or hating on whoever they want in the dog pound on Twitter. Yeah. So send those to us. Hashtag dog pound. So, D-O-G-G. Uh, I'll, I'll start with this one because I want to just get it off my chest and be done with it. In my dog pound is the New York Yankees athletic trainer Steve Donahue because the Yankees are fucking horrible so far this season. And it's... I mean, partially because they're playing horrible, unfundamental, uh, I said hockey, unfundamental baseball, but it's also because we have 12 players on the disabled list. We have Pedro, Jesus Christ, I can't even talk, Luis Severino, our ace, Dylan Batances, our setup man, Gary Sanchez, Aaron Hicks, Giancarlo Stanton, Miguel Andujar, Troy Tulowitzki, Didi Gregorius. I mean, it's like the entire fucking lineup is on the disabled list right now. Is he learning from the Mets? 
Yeah, well, that was the thing was a couple of years ago, the Mets had the same exact problem with their guy. Uh, his name was like Rick something. And he was like the most hated man on New York Mets Twitter. And I'm surprised that people on Yankees Twitter aren't hating on this guy, Steve Donahue. Time to hate. Rough him so, up in the dog pound. I'm fucking tired of it. And we need to get a new guy in the, in the office. So, All right. You know who's in my dog pound? The D-Wade retirement tour haters. I think retirement tours in general are hated on now. Let the guy go out with a bang. Like, it. what are you going to – like, if you give him nothing next year, you're never going to see him again. Get the hell out of here. You're going to miss him when he's gone. You're going to miss him when he's gone. So let him go out. It's one season. They didn't make the playoffs. The season was all about him. It was straight. Like, there was – as a Miami Heat fan, like, I'm, I'm okay with them missing the playoffs to have a D-Wade retirement tour. Every Kobe stand was okay with it. Like, don't hate because like he's not he's not the greatest player of all time, and he's getting a little season long retirement tour. It's it's okay. Is there is there any chance that he's coming back with the team next year in some sort of yes? Like, he's going to be like an advisor or a coach. Oh of some yeah, sort? he's definitely staying with the team. Heat lifer. That'll be very interesting. So, all right, well that's that's the first edition of the dog pound. I think that just had to rub real, some people up. It'll be real nice to get people involved and see who they want to rough up in the dog pound but now to finish off this long-awaited episode we have the marking our territory trivia and we have new topics new questions this week so we've retired the 2000s baseball and mine was uh nutritional facts and yours was fast food so this this time around zach is going to do for his sports he has nba just essentially NBA trivia. And then I think I'm going to do MLB rosters. So anything pertaining to current MLB rosters. All right. And then the other ones we got for our random topics, we're going to both do Walmart, the price is right edition. So any, we're just going to pick something off the Walmart website and guess how much it was. So we're going to do price is right. You can't go over. We have to get as close as we can without going over. So, Depending on the the total of the item we pick, if we're within about like a dollar fifty cents or ten dollars, if it's a big ticket item, we'll probably give ourselves the green the green light because yeah, we need some more dings this time around. I so think you're you gonna get. Go first? I, I think you're gonna get some. All right, let's kick it off with the sports trivia. I'll go first. This this player is the highest paid player on the Marlins. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh... I, I got to, like, think about that fucking roster. There's, like, no one even there anymore, dude. It's got to be, is, oh, Starlin Castro. No, oh, man. Is he, he there? He's actually the second highest paid player. I was going to give you a hint that he's also the most hated. Wei Yin Chen. Oh, 20 yeah. mil. Makes 20 <laughs> mil, and now he's pitching one inning a week now for the Marlins. That's... He's horrible, dude. I remember when he was in Baltimore, he had like one good year, but all the fancy stats said that he was going to be god awful. And that's, I mean, that's the Marlins for you. Like, I forgot that they have Wei Yin Chen, and he's not even he's not even really playing for them. Twenty million a year, twenty seven percent of the payroll. Starling Castro, though, number two. I guess, no, actually, I he's got, number three. Martin Prado gets fifteen million a year. That's so sad. That is not good roster construction. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Imagine if they spent that, and how much is uh, Starlin making? 11. 
imagine if they paid players that were actually worth that number, they might actually win a few games. Yeah, you can you can put a couple guys together for twenty mil. So, okay, well that that wasn't too bad. I don't feel horrible about that. I wish I would have gotten it, but all right. So you want your sports one first? Yes. Okay, give me the starting lineup for the 2013 NBA champion Miami Heat. Mario Chalmers at the point. D Wade. LeBron James. Chris Bosh. And Joel Anthony. Oh, Udonis Haslam. For what game? I looked it up, and for 49 out of the 82 games, Haslam was the starting center. So uh, I did the one that had the most. That's rough, dude. Uh, it's rough because, like, basically, Bosch is probably the center. and uh, Yeah, I looked I it up. Thought and it was, they have I thought it, it was going to be Joel. They have it by, like, which starting lineup played how many games, and they played 49 out of the 82 games. How many did Joel play? You don't oh, have I it. don't have it in front of me anymore. Uh, but I think Haslam was in most of them. Like the second most had Haslam in it as well. I think that in the second most used lineup, uh, it was uh, Norris Cole instead of Mario Chalmers or something like that. Norris Cole, great high fade. Lefty three-pointer. Love him. So, all right, well. Damn. All right. that, that You were so close. I was so ready to give you that ding. Elusive dings, man. All right, I'm gonna, I'll give you your last one then. In the spirit of basketball and the playoffs and everything, on Walmart's website, how much is the Spalding official NBA ball? Is it like $24.99? Like, I almost want to give you another guess. Do you want to give me one more guess just so that we can like you can feel a little bit better about it? $29.99. Oh, the like the official MBA ball. I, I'm almost I almost have like objections to Walmart.com because now like 90% of the thing on their website is not sold in their store. It's online. It's like like their their website is linked up like with fanatics now. And like all these other retailers, so you like search on Walmart.com, but you're actually buying it from like another thing. So well, we chose Walmart as our as our distributor of choice. I learned this like as I was doing some research out here. Well, maybe maybe we'll make some amendments, but I think that just whatever is on the Walmart website goes at this point. See, I've never seen a hundred thirty dollar basketball at Walmart. That's why I was a little hundred and thirty eight ninety five. It's almost a hundred and forty dollars. Hundred and forty dollar basketball. Damn that the pro basketball is hundred and forty dollars. You you think that thing dribbles real nice? Dude, I've I've taken a couple shots on an NBA floor of uh with the official basketball. They're fine. I hope that you never have to pump up an official NBA ball. The the Just, official Duke too, the NFL Duke is so awesome. Yeah, those are nice. The footballs are awesome. All right, here we go. The NFL Duke. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, I'm like, oh, no. All right, because uh, because Easter's coming up this week, I've got you on the price for one of those giant bunnies. This one is the one-pound Reese's Easter peanut butter-filled giant milk chocolate bunny candy one-pound. One pound of chocolate in bunny form. 
chocolate and peanut butter. Chocolate and peanut butter. I feel like I'm. I well, you didn't go over at least. So for the price is right. You, you didn't so is someone that. gonna get right? Is someone gonna get correct? Like someone's gonna get this right then, right? One of us. Um, Whoever gets closest to the total. For a pound of chocolate, I'm gonna go eight ninety five. That's you're gonna you're gonna take this one. You're gonna take this one. It's nine ninety eight. Nice. I was th- I was leaning towards off. like eleven fifty, but I was like, nah, it's gotta be a little bit less than that. It's just a just a chunk of chocolate. All right, not bad within a dollar. I'll give it to you. Okay, so that's. That wasn't a bad start. I think that but all of those questions were very answerable. The, the NBA ball was pretty hard because I would have never never thought that $140 for a basketball either. No. So, all right, well, that that does it for this week's episode. We got not much content coming through on our Twitter. If anyone feels, you know, froggy and they want to take over our social media presence, I wouldn't hate that. Uh, we plateaued before this episode at about 30 listens per episode, but... We'll, we'll try and pimp it out a little bit more. We got iTunes. We got Google Play. We got Spotify, um, all the major podcast networks. So follow us on Twitter at M-O-T underscore podcast. I'm at underscore G-A-R-T-E-N-B-E-R-G Gartenberg. And Zach is Z Zoran Z. Uh, if, you, if you follow us, you'll, you'll find it. And it, I mean, honestly, if you guys are still listening and if you put one thing on our Twitter, it'll get talked about on the show. Seriously, like <laughs> we, that's how little interaction <laughs> we get. I know I know, uh, McLean's mom loves our Twitter, so maybe we'll get Darlene to give us a little bit of love, give us a topic for this week. Maybe we'll shout out all the people that retweet the, uh, the podcast. Oh. All right. That's all. That's all. Peace.